listening to Nevada Magazine, the radio show. I'm Carrie Roussel, Circulation Manager for Nevada Magazine, and I just wanted to give you all a warm holiday um, wishes right now. I am only on the show once a month or so, and so I won't be here until 2014, which sounds so strange to say, but it's true. It's coming. Hopefully you all have gotten your Christmas shopping taken care of, or if you're like me, you're uh, now, now you're down to the wire and this is when it all happens. So also I wanted to say hello to all of our subscribers and anyone who has purchased our 2014 calendar and our historical Nevada book. Both are just exceptional and I've, I've had tons of feedback on people who have received them and are so excited and are enjoying them. If you've ordered them recently, we're sending mail files out every day, so you're going to get them soon. And again, happy holidays from everyone at Nevada Magazine and from me. Uh, If you ever want to contact me, you can do so via email. I'm Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, at nevadamagazine.com. If you want to start a new subscription or renew your subscription, find out where you are with your subscription, purchase that calendar or the book, get get in touch with me. I'd love to help you out. You can also call me on our toll-free number. That's 855-729-7117. And I'm there and I, I, I look forward to talking to you. All of our subscribers and readers and listeners are really terrific people and, and have so much love for the state and for what we do. So thank you. So now that I've, I've done all of that, um, And again, happy holidays. I'm going to get into our show, and this week we have an amazing woman on to talk with us. Her name is Marlene Adrian, and she is the president of a nonprofit group in Las Vegas called Women of Diversity. So welcome, Marlene. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Thank you, too, for being here. Uh, I always like to start off the show with who and who you are, where you came from, what kind of things you like to do. So let, can you tell our reader, or excuse me, our listeners about who you are? Surely. Uh, again, my name is Marlene Adrian, and I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So most of my early years, uh, college, early college years and teaching experiences were all in the Midwest. Uh, I... I guess I would say that probably most of my time is growing up and everything was spent as a sports person. I participated in many sports and did everything I could to just keep active there. And therefore, my first undergraduate degree was in physical education and recreation. I went on to teach at junior high school in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and then to the State College in Minnesota at St. Cloud State. And as I got into that and going on for my master's and my doctorate degree, it became evident that I was more interested in some of the scientific and research aspects of movement. Uh, What are some of the possible risks of participating in high-level sports? What are some of the things that we can do to help as people grow old or as the dis- 
disabled population is trying to cope with how to move and stay healthy. And so I became a researcher as well as uh, an author in the area of sports, physical education, uh, and uh, research. Well, that's that's very interesting. I love how you start out with one thing and it takes you somewhere else as you grow and, and learn. Uh, I, too, am a, a Midwest girl and played a lot of sports, so it's nice to hear um, hear that from you. What brought you to Nevada, and when did you come here? Well, I retired from the University of Illinois Cham- Urbana-Champaign and am a professor emerita at the university. And I was looking for places to go, and at the t- I knew I didn't want to stay in the city where I had taught, and I needed to go away from that environment, start something new, you might say. And about that time, in 1990, 91, 92, a group of us uh, who were involved in the Girls and Women's Sports National Organization seemed to think that we needed to do something about the um, appearance of discrimination. Women have always been discriminated against, and we still are not in the United States Constitution as being an entity, and we still make less money per dollar in most of the comparative studies. So we were finding that women who research and then they would write the research report and submit it to a research magazine. They were being rejected in what would be inordinate amounts of uh, numbers, and the consensus was that most of the review panels would say, oh, there's nothing wrong with your research. You did it very well, very beautifully, and the design, the conclusions, everything was fine. However, the topic was of no significance. And you probably can guess what that meant. Hmm. Uh, no, the topic of no significance is that we were doing research concerning causes of uh, amenorrhea, dysmenorrhea, eating disorders, uh, problems with reference to women in sports being accused of being less lesbians and being blackballed, the uh, problems with the International Olympic uh, Medical Committee. They would expose the women to um, naked examinations to make sure that they were not men masquerading as women, and therefore they would have to reject them and not let them participate as an Olympian woman. So there's so many of the things there that we thought were important topics. And how did that bring you to Las Vegas then? Well, so we started this Women in Sport and Physical Activity Journal, and then when I retired, my sister had moved to Las Vegas and said, would you drive um, one of our cars down there, and um, then we'll fly you back to, uh, at that time, uh, I was still in, um, at the University of Illinois, and so I said, yes, I would do that. And I really, I'd been to a conference in Las Vegas once, but I really didn't know Nevada. And although I've traveled extensively around the world for professional conferences and everything, I still didn't really know all the states. So I came here, and there was a women's music festival going on that weekend, so I signed up to go to it. And and I met a person who had been at the University of Illinois with me, but she had gone on to 
one of the Carolinas, then had come to UNLV to be a dean of one of the colleges there. And she said, oh, this is marvelous, wonderful place, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And there's hiking, and there's beautiful, natural um, places to visit. And so I thought, oh, that sounded interesting. Maybe that's where I'd like to go, because I was retiring about that time. And then the next year, I saw at another uh, national convention, and I said, well, I think I'm going to move there. And so I did in 1996. And then... And I was excited. And, and then I'm going to fast forward you to Women of Diversity. What Now, how did that start, and what is it? Yeah, well, that was what... What started was this idea of a group of us uh, deciding that we had to do something about the um, reviews of women researchers being rejected. And they, we started the international uh, research journal, Women in Sport and Physical Activity Journal, and that started in 1992. And so I brought that with me. We have a nonprofit board of directors. At time, at that time, it was three, and now we have four board of directors, all from, from Las Vegas, because when we came here, we, of course, had to revamp everything. We don't really have an office, because we're a nonprofit that is a non-member organization. And as a non-member organization, it means you have no dues, and you present things. So our mission was to enhance the lives of women and therefore of society. We support the mission through the publication and free distribution of educational and literary materials, such as books and videos, presenting free seminars, special events, events that focus upon empowering women, and giving visibility to achievements of women. And then we tacked on, as well as sending the message, respect everyone. And that's why we chose the name Women of Diversity, because we felt that women are unique, they, you can't put them into a stereotypic group of women are such and such because women are very diverse. They're of all ages. They are uh, different ethnicity, different religious groups, different sexual orientations, different just different everything, economic structure and everything. And their experiences create what they know and feel and believe and how they behave about our society today. And so we have a lot of women who feel that we need to give enough visibility to women. And I have to say that when I came to Las Vegas, um, Hillary Clinton was visiting during the early 90s there, and I had the chance to see her at UNLV and then meet Dina Titus, Yvonne Atkinson Gates, who reminded me of Shirley Chisholm, um, and then so many other dynamic women. I thought, oh, this is beautiful. They're empowering women, women are equal and have rights. Uh, but then I read an article in the Review Journal, which was the history of uh, Las Vegas, and only Florence Murphy was mentioned as a woman. No other women seemed to exist in the history. So I thought, we have to do something. And I met Kim Russell, and Kim Russell was portraying Sojourner Truth. And I said, oh, we need to put that on, on tape because you can't be performing everywhere. So that was our first project of Women of Diversity in Nevada, was to do a videotape of Sojourner Truth, I Sell, I Sell the Shadow. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because we're going to go to commercial break, but we're going to be right back and come right back to it. And I want to just quickly say that um, 
You can go to womenofdiversity.org to find out more information, and we'll be back after these commercial breaks. Hi, this is Eddie Floyd, host of AM News, part of America Matters Media, family of talk shows heard nationwide now. I want to thank uh, Jan Hermson. She's the owner of LaRue Press here in northern Nevada. Had enough faith in me that she actually published my very first book. It's called Final Breath. It's a love story. It's a love story. It takes place on the Wynema Ranch. Why do I tell you that? Because all the proceeds of this little gift book are going to our American heritage, the wild horses and mustangs at the Wild Horse Sanctuary there at Wynema Ranch. Want to check them out? Go to WynemaRanch.com. Write it down. It's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch. WynemaRanch.com. Check it out. Or if you would like additional information about the book or the ranch, give me a call, 775-384-4444. Buying locally isn't just a term used for local businesses. It's a way of life that affects our entire community. And this holiday season, it's your turn to support the Riverwalk, Midtown, and Cal Ave districts. Through December 31st, shoppers can pick up a holiday dash guide filled with dozens of deals and local brands and local flavors with big savings on retail, shopping, cocktails, and seasonal dining in the city's hippest neighborhoods. This coupon guide is available through the Riverwalk website at renoriver.org for instant download and a participating locations. While you're out, look for the donation barrels for socks and mittens that are being collected for the Washoe County School District Children in Transition. Donations benefit the children of families living in motels or shelters in the Midtown, Calav, and Riverwalk area. When you buy from a local business, you're doing more than helping them. You're helping our entire local economy. For more information, visit renoriver.org or call 775-825-WALK. Shop local, be local, be proud. You talk about the best of both worlds, about the Peppermill Hotel Casino and the Atlantis Casino, but the best world of all is located right in between them. That's Vagabond Inn. I want you to say hi to my good friend M.W. Ali there. He's the general manager of Vagabond Inns. I used to stay in the Peppermill. I used to stay in the Atlantis. Love both of them. But now, I stay in the Vagabond Inn. They have a room for everyone. They have a room for the traveling businessman. They also have a room that I got to see yesterday. You're not going to believe. It's for families. You actually get to bring your entire family and how about a gigantic California king and two sets of bunk beds for the entire family and nestled in between two of the best casinos in northern Nevada. That's Vagabond Inns. Give them a call right now at 775-825-7134. Again, it's 775-825-7134. Find out why I'm so happy staying there. And when you do, say hello to my good friend, the general manager, M.W. Ali. Welcome back. You're listening to Nevada Magazine Talk Show. This is Carrie Roussel, Circulation Manager, and I have on as a guest today Marlene Adrian, the president of Women of Diversity. And, and Marlene, before we get back into our discussion, I, as a woman, would like to say thank you for all that you've done for women in Nevada and really just women in general. So thank you. I know that's a lot You're of work. Welcome. Uh, we were talking about your first project, which was a video, and um, you have some other stuff to tell me about. What about the first brochure? Well, the first brochure, we kind of highlighted the different things we did when I came here, because after I did Sojourner Truth, we uh, produced Sojourner Truth, and that was a VHS type at that, tape at that time. Uh, we weren't even into DVDs then, 
And uh, so then we put out a brochure that had about eight, I think there were eight of them, because everybody was saying to me, oh, you have to do this person, you have to do that person. So we uh, had someone uh, perform a Chautauqua on Sarah Winnemeca, and we took um, Sarah Winnemeca out to Valley of Fire, and that's where we filmed it. We did one on celebrating women through dance. We did one on Voices of Nevada Women Artists. We, we produced Remembering the Freedom every uh, March, starting, I think, in 1988, 1989. And we've got four books that were published. One is an author talking about the lives of the women of the LPGA Hall of Fame. That's the Ladies Professional Golf Association. And one of the women in there is from uh, northern Nevada and is uh, a pro golfer there. Then we also have one on sort of psychological aspects, down but not out. And this author was also uh, an artist and did little caricatures in her book on with little ceramic figures to depict how you can pull yourself up and become up, uplifted and empowered af, after and needing some healing. And Hey Mom is a fantastic little book about uh, parenting skills where you philosophically uh, give the, give, she gave her son a lot of hope and credit and whatnot then. And it just, uh, I think, is a new way of looking at things. And then I produced Woman in Motion because I thought that we needed a woman-centered, personalized approach to wellness and fitness. Most of what was out there was based on the male model and was based on fitness for war, of course, which is, or for sports. And sports really was the method that men uh, substituted for, for war. We we ended up now just doing videos as we came up. We also taught some videos to at-risk children for a, four or five years uh, while we were with the recreation department uh, and also with one of the homes for uh, boys and girls who needed to have a home because they uh, were at risk and did not have families or the families couldn't take care of them. And so now we're just doing, we decided when 2005 came around, oh my goodness, this is a way to do a celebration of women for the first 100 years of Las Vegas. We had 256 women on the wall. We had uh, 23 women's organizational history, graphic histories. We had video kiosks, and much of that was funded from Harris. And then we had five, six, seven different other organizations that also helped us with the graphics and our wall, et cetera, such as pictographics and, and AB uh, film. And uh, so now we're on to our new project. And before we get into the new project, Marlene, can people find the videos and the brochures and the books? Can they find those online somewhere? Where Yes, we do, we do have that at Women of Diversity org website and at the top of that website on the main page it also says go to Nevada Women's Virtual Center.org. You just have to click on it and it'll take us to our present one because when we had the opening uh, for the first ladies uh, for them uh, for the centennial we created more videos and we've been doing videos since 2005 so we needed to have 
a new website set up, and that's called Nevada Women's Virtual Center.org. And there's videos everywhere. Okay, so that's a perfect segue into the next thing that we're going to talk about. Can you tell us about uh, the big event that you have coming up in January of 2014 in Las Vegas? Yes, in January 11th, 2014, in the afternoon, 3 to 5, we have a steering committee for what's called the Nevada Women's Legacy, 150 years of excellence, and we thought we needed an, an... inaugural event, and that uh, is our first ladies first, which is a conversation of between and among the five living former first ladies of Nevada and the public. And it's an afternoon program because we believe that the, the young young women and men and the High school and middle school uh, youngsters should also be able to come. It is complimentary, free to the public, but you must register through eventbrite.com. Now, we've got can lots you go of things to, distributed. Sorry about that. Can you go to no. NevadaWomensVirtualCenter.org to sign up? Oh, you can go to that one. It'll give you all the information as how to get your complimentary tickets because we only can hold so many people. We already have 360, I think, persons registered as of yesterday. And we will have to turn people away if, if, they, if they're not signed, up, signed and, right. and registered ahead of time. And we keep tabs of the people who register. We send them a note, say thank you for registering, give them a little bit extra, extra information, and we'll remind them later and later, too, so that in case they have questions or if they want to ask questions and, and determine different topics they'd like the fir- former first ladies to discuss, we are taking that note and giving it to our um, first ladies first committee, which is chaired by Denise R. Duart, who works for as a public art uh, director or specialist with the Clark County uh, system. And that committee of about 12, 14 people are responsible for registration, for greeters, for the program, for everything involved in, um, uh, in that space. But we do have the start of a program, and I can tell you a little bit more about who's doing what. Uh, Before we do that, I'm going to give a little quick recap to our our listeners. The event is called First Ladies First. It's at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas on Saturday, January 11th, 2014. It's from 3 to 5 p.m., and it is free to attend. So go to NevadaWomensVirtualCenter.org to find out more and to register, and make sure you do that soon because there is a limit of how many people can go. And... um, so it's it's a conversation. Are you you're going to have things planned? But is the audience going to be able to ask questions at the time of the event? We we will have a process, and the committee is meeting on Monday night to determine the best way to do that. But we have had email uh, messages sent to us from those who had registered mm-hmm. uh, before December fourth, and we are continuing to send messages to other people so that the ones who register, you know, even to the end of the month, they can send them in too. Because if you, if you ask them to do it right there at that time, 
it takes a lot of time and yeah, effort. Definitely. And sometimes people get to the mic and instead of asking a question, they want to make a comment and and they want to give their speech. Now, yeah. this sometimes happens in some organizations. I don't think it would happen at our event because I think everybody will be very respectful, very gracious, but we probably will have them write on cards yes. as they arrive and as they come or can pass them on to somebody who then can give them to group, groups of in groupings, just in case people have the same question, and then give them to our MC, who is Paula Francis. Great. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and why do you want to do this? Why do you want to bring these first ladies in so that, that we can hear from them? Well, it's the sesquicentennial year, 150 years of statehood, and we need to let people know that women have been a very important part of this and probably will never, not at least not in my lifetime, will we ever again have five living former first ladies. And this is the spread from 1979 to 2011. And... These women, did you have that information and want to know who they are? Uh, I do, but please go ahead and tell the listeners. We have about a minute left, though. Okay. Kathy lives from, in 1979, and she still lives in, in Reno. And then that was followed, uh, she was followed by Bonnie Bryan, uh, Sandy Miller, and they're in Las Vegas, da, uh, Dima Gwynn who again is in Las Vegas, and then Dawn Gibbons, who also is in Las Vegas but works for Channel 3, so she's back and forth because they have stations in Reno and Elko as well. And our beautiful and gracious First Lady Kathleen Sandoval will be there as well. Is that true? Well, she is going to introduce the former First Ladies. So she And she will have a page in the commemorative printed uh, program, which will be given to every attendee, and she will have her message in there. But it is about the former First Ladies and recognizing them as the part of history. She's uh, Kathleen Sandoval is still in the governor's mansion and may be there for um, several years. And we had, oh, in some time back I had done for the Nevada Women's History Project, which is an organization part of our women's organizations that are supporting First Ladies First and are part of the steering committee and the First Ladies First um, working committee, um, wanted to have uh, Women of Diversity Productions produce a video of the women who were in the governor's mansion. And uh, okay, so we are wrapping up this segment of the radio show. So I'm going to recap. You can go to NevadaWomensVirtualCenter.org to get more information. For those of you listening on 99.1 FM, Fox News Radio, that wraps up this half hour of Nevada Magazine Radio Show for today. And we will see you again next week. And for those of you listening on other stations in this great nation of ours, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsor, and we'll continue on with Marlene. You're gonna live in just one place I'll take Nevada The new music revolution at 101.3 Renegade Radio Now playing in radios everywhere
It's a giving season, so why not treat yourself to a rejuvenating experience at the Ageless Zone, Reno's most comprehensive medical spa and salon. Take advantage of our many doctor-supervised services, including health screening, weight management, Botox, Juvederm, Belotero, Xeomine, chemical pills, laser hair, and tattoo removal, and bioidentical hormone replacement. Why not enjoy a massage or an infrared sauna, body treatment, permanent makeup, or our Vichy shower therapy? Experience our full-service hair and nail salon staffed by our 17 trained stylists and nail techs. Stay healthy with a drink from Organic Juice Bar, Raw Power. Looking for a great gift? Consider our professional beauty products or a gift certificate. The Ageless Zone Salon and Spa is conveniently located at 5060 Meadowood Mall Circle. Check us out at agelesszonereno.com or our Facebook page. Then call us at 775-826-8888. That's 826-8888. Let the Ageless Zone help you be healthy and looking your best this holiday season. Access to Healthcare Network. Are you or your children uninsured? If you need affordable medical care, call Access to Healthcare Network, a nonprofit program for uninsured Nevadans, offering steep discounts on everything from inpatient hospital care to all forms of medical, dental, and vision care. Call 877-385-2345. Access to Healthcare Network. AHN is not insurance. AHN does not pay for healthcare services. Members must meet income guidelines and pay providers at the time of service. AHN is a nonprofit medical discount plan registered with the State of Nevada Division of Insurance. BNL Backflow Testing Specialist has been servicing the northern, southern, and outlying areas of Nevada for over 20 years. They've currently serviced the Lake Tahoe Basin, Reno, Carson City, Sparks, Truckee, Minden, Gardnerville, Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas, Boulder City, and more. They provide backflow testing and repair, backflow gauge calibration. Their educational services include backflow certification courses, backflow recertification workshops, cross-connection control specialist course, refresher training for cross-connection and workshops. They also provide installation consulting and backflow program management. Contact BNL Backflow at bndlbackflow.com. That's B-A-N-D-L-B-A-C-K-F-L-O-W.com. Or contact them directly at 775-831-0123. That's 775-831-0123. Leave your footprint in the neighborhood you serve with Charter Media's new smart targeting. Promote your business to the entire Reno market or focus on your local neighborhood. This cutting edge technology enables you to reach the right customers with the right message based on where they are, who they are, and what they like. Visit chartermedia.com footprint for more information. Charter Media, long live your business. Good morning. You're listening to Nevada Magazine Talk Show. This is Carrie Roussel. I am the circulation manager. Always happy to hear from readers and listeners. You can contact me at Carrie, that's C-A-R-R-I-E, at nevadamagazine.com, or give me a call at our toll-free number, 855-729-7117. Happy holidays to each and every one of you. Uh, earlier in, in the first segment, we were talking with Marlene Adrian of Women of Diversity, a nonprofit group in Las Vegas. 
And we just uh, just talked about a big event that they have coming up in January. It is January 11th, that's a Saturday, from 3 to 5 p.m. And it's called First Ladies First. It will be a conversation with the, the five living former First Ladies of Nevada. And it is free to attend. Go to Nevada Women's Virtual Center org to find out more and to and to um, register there is a cap on how many people they can let in so be sure and visit Nevada women's virtual center.org to get signed up uh, we're gonna get jump right back in with Marlene uh, we we have been talking about who women of diversity are and what they've done and I'd like to get back to um, get back to an event in 2005 that celebrated the women of Las Vegas in the, the centennial so can you can you tell us about the wall of women and what that is and what happened in at that time Marlene yes we glad to do that because the wall of women still exists but it's in my house now I was going to give it to the museums, but as we discussed with the museum what would happen to the wall, it was evident that it would never be shown, and there were people who still wanted to see it. And we actually have shown the Wall of Women from 2005, 2006, 2007, and I think even into 2008. So it's there available if somebody wants to see it. It represents 256 women in the in Las Vegas who have shaped the first hundred years of Las Vegas. And the first group would be prior to 1950 as women, because most of the women would have come here around 1940 uh, and anybody earlier than 1950 would be considered a pioneer. And many of those women are deceased, but actually there are some persons who are still living and uh, we can keep tapping what they're doing. The woman who created the famous Welcome to Las Vegas uh, sign, neon sign is still alive, for example. And there are quite a few women who really go back and they know what Las Vegas was like in the 30s and 40s. So there's a large group of those. And then we got the group that arrived in Las Vegas in the 50s and 60s. And in the last group, we and there's a major group there of important women, women who made a difference, women who started nonprofit organizations, people who came into politics, people who were educators, um, persons who started uh, Hispanic Parade, the Hispanic Museum, uh, uh, worked with uh, whole library associations or um, just on and on ethnic groups. Uh, we interviewed uh, quite a few of the persons in the Hispanic population and, and uh, the few leaders in the Native American population and the Asian population. Uh, we then went on to the 70s and the 80s. And then, of course, our last group was the 90s to the present. And, uh, and most of those persons are still in Las Vegas. Interesting. And you still have that wall, which is really cool. People can, can contact you if they want to find out more. Well, um, sure. The wall, the wall is in four nylon panels uh, with a color embossed um, background and then photographs of each one of the 256 women and then a very, very short bio, primarily indicating whether they were activists, advocates, cultural or... Uh, or artistic uh, influences, and 
early shapers and groundbreakers, those that are, had schools named for them. And in 2004, the Las Vegas Weekly had said, these are the seven most powerful women in Las Vegas. So we have them on the wall, too, and also have them on tape. We showed at the same time as the Wall of Women two kiosks of videos of about 45 women who were on the wall. And their words, short video clips of what they had to say, what they did, and why they were on the wall. Uh, I saw it. I, I know that I was was viewing that online. Is it on? Which website is it on? Yes, it's on the Nevada Women's Virtual Center dot org under Wall of Women as the caption, and it starts with a video where I speak and give a summary of what occurred with the hundred years of influence. Uh, the role of women in shaping the first hundred years of Las Vegas, which is its official name. And then after that, there are the four segments of the wall, 10 feet long. And you can click on that to have it enlarge, 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 and you can move it back and forth here and there and look to a particular person and actually read the bio underneath the picture. That's right. That's right. It was on women's uh, Nevada Women's Virtual Center.org. And while we're, we're talking about that, I did just want to say a couple other things. First of all, on the very homepage, there's that, that video of Betty Sawyer, a former First Lady of Nevada. And that was so cool because she picks up a copy of Nevada Magazine and she says, in this official Centennial Magazine, she did this, this, um, story on the first women or the first ladies of Nevada. And so I, I saw that and I ran over to our, um, our archives and I grabbed it and I looked at it and it was so neat to see her say that about our magazine and then pick it up and take a look at it. So really uh, such a great website, nevadawomensvirtualcenter.org. Also there you can see the videos, see the wall of women. Uh, there's a links page, which was really neat to see. There's some really powerful groups on there. And um, the who we are, I, I liked reading that. Um, I also saw that you can contact, you donate, volunteer, and so um, I did have a question. I noticed on the Who We Are page that you talk about social media. Uh, what social media do you have a presence in if people want to go there and look? Well, right now we have Facebook and uh, Twitter. They're linked together. But because of all the emphasis of time, we have not kept up the Facebook and the Twitter as much as I'd like to because people are in the holiday season. Yeah, they don't have they don't have the time to do as much as you'd like to. So that you can find most everything on the website itself, and we put Betty Sawyer on there because Betty Sawyer said all these governors are on the walls in the legislative buildings. But where are the women? And she is the one who started capturing the bios and the photographs and going and having researchers go back and find the pictures of the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, et cetera, uh, first ladies. And she's responsible for the fact that we have several publications and several web websites from the state and the universities that you will be able to get information on the First Ladies. And that's why we wanted to do this. We wanted people to know about the women. And, um, and the First Ladies were the logical place to start. 
Absolutely. So that was really a great, a great start there. Um, I, I want to mention a couple of other things. Um, we have in our, our Nevada magazine, um, we have uh, something planned for Women's History Month, which is in March. So watch our March-April issue for that. And then also, um, I was proofing some pages the other day for our Jan-Feb issue, and I read a, a black history piece. And it, it mentions some of the powerful black women who helped to to work to, to make, you know, to provide equality. And so I love how it's all kind of connected, Betty Sawyer and the magazine and what's going on right now in our March-April issue, what's coming up in our Jan-Feb issue. So there's a lot of really great recognition going on. Um, do you want to... Oh, s- yes. And as you're speaking about the African-Americans, uh, Clay T. White, who is the director of the Oral Research Center here at UNLV, uh, is on our Board of Directors for Women of Diversity, and she has some exciting things happening with reference to uh, the African-American women and men but from our perspective for women of diversity, we are very excited that uh, the African-American community will be recognized, there's no question. And we also are are figuring that uh, we just need to make sure that as many women, as many uh, persons are, are made visible in this world. Otherwise, no one knows they exist. Absolutely. And how powerful really one person can be. I think it's very interesting that women will so often do their best to to make it better for others. So um, we're going to wrap up this this segment of the, the show. Uh, go to commercial break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Nevada women's legacy and what's going on. We came to start a revolution. Your life as it has been is over. 101.3. Renegade Radio. Renegade Radio. I can sign furniture. It's the easy way to sell. Smart way to buy. Sales at Consigned Furniture have been great, but we're always striving to find better ways to serve you. Our second truck has made it fast and convenient to pick up the items you want to sell or deliver the items you've purchased. At Consigned Furniture, it's safe and simple. We do all the heavy lifting, pricing, and selling for you. All you need to do is sit back and relax. It's easy. Either come by our showroom located on Market Street in Reno, call us at 824-0222, or visit us at consignedfurniturenow.com. Let Consigned Furniture take the guesswork out of buying or selling your furniture or household items. Consigned Furniture, the largest consignment store in northern Nevada. And remember, pickup is always free. At Consigned Furniture, it's the easy way to sell, smart way to buy. Hey, Debbie. Hi, Mike. What have you been up to? I just got back from High Point Coffee and Cafe. Pop and I had a great lunch. High Point? Where's that? 3687 Kings Row. At the corner of Kings Row and McCarran. You know, the Viewcrest Shopping Center. Oh yeah, what kind of food? And do they have good coffee? They make the best coffee and great fresh food. They make all their pastries and bagels from scratch every day. And they also have a full breakfast and lunch menu. I think I've heard of them. Are they the ones that do that three-course brunch? Yep, and it's so eclectic each time. I feel like I'm in a different restaurant every time we go. Plus, they have free Wi-Fi, and they're kid-friendly, so you don't have to worry about your kids while you're eating. Well, I'll have to check them out. Thanks for the tip, and my best to Papa. Thanks, Mike. See ya. High Point Coffee and Cafe, 3687 Kings Row, at the corner of Kings Row and McCarran, across the street from the fire station in the Viewcrest Shopping Center. Do you have a favorite book or author? 
At LaRue Press, we have many, like young adult fantasy author Carlin Simone or Reno's best poet Benjamin Arnold. At LRPNV.com, we host Books from All Over, a great place to discover the next bestseller. Jackie Turner is here to tell you about her book series. I'm Jackie Turner, and I'm excited to bring you the thrilling conclusion to the Birthright series. In the cage, we met four students who received supernatural information to help rescue a girl caught in an evil trap. In the bar, we discovered that only by using their gifts together could the friends save the missing child. Now, the third and final book of the Birthright series, The Lamb, will keep you in suspense to the end. Thanks, Jackie. Be sure to get your copies of the Birthright series at online retailers or LRPNV.com. Check out Jackie's books, Our Favorites, Inked In and Synaptic Traffic, or discover your next new best-selling author. That's LRPNV.com or contact us at 775-356-1004. We're back, folks, and we're talking with Marlene Adrian, President of Women of Diversity, and we left off talking about the Wall of Women, which is something that happened to celebrate the women in Las Vegas during Las Vegas's centennial, which was in 2005. Marlene, you uh, want to talk to us about some, somebody that you met there had a question for you, so I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Well, I just mentioned that when we had our reception, which was March 18, 2005, at the Las Vegas Art Museum, someone said to me, among the more than 800 persons who came to that reception, and the museum said, we've never had that many, we're stopping our count, because we just it's not worth counting anymore. We just broke the, limp, uh, the, the attendance record. And the person said to me, oh, this is marvelous. Will you do this again next year? And I looked at them and I said, I don't think I'll be around for the next 100th uh, anniversary. (laughs) But fortunately, we did say we need to keep up videotaping women and keep producing that. And that's where we started the Nevada Women's Virtual Center org website. So we could do that. And as I look at that, we got into what would be the centennial, the Sustainable Centennial of the state of Nevada. And we thought, oh, maybe maybe the Wall of Women will even be depicted sometime at the end of October 2014 to show again a few more women than the ones we're doing and videotaping this year. And that we might bring out one of the art pieces that was called the Women of Diversity Triad Tower. And this was the center of the art gallery where we had art about and by women artists and women's issues. This is a six-foot-tall, three-section piece on a, on a plane that depicts the Earth Mother, the women as the holding the fabric of society together, and the golden mean. So these are all representative of women, women's influences, and the role of women and what we know about women. And this was produced by four, uh, four women um, ceramics artists, and uh, again, it was by uh, one of our advisory board members for Women's Diversity, Denise Arduet, the lead artist, Lois Dora, Sophie Lenz, and Sid Madsen, who produced this, and they will bring it back when we do the end of the year, 20, October 2014, for Nevada Women's Legacy, 150 Years of Excellence. Are you are you saying that it's not available for viewing now, but it might come back out for the sesquicentennial celebration? Yes, we don't have it out. We've we've shown it several times, etc., but no longer uh, 
have uh, gallery space or anything like like that. So we're what we're doing is we're going to videotape women in every county of the state from now through uh, probably through August because we have to make sure we have all the tapes edited and we can have small clips and put them on our website and we will produce a book that is the Nevada Women's Legacy uh, commemorative book that we think will be really. Uh, something people would like to save, archive, and uh, put in museums and other places, too, so that we can depict and show and make visible women who are not known in the large cities, such as Las Vegas and uh, Reno, Sparks, Carson City area there. The two urban centers uh, so often don't know anything about the women in the other other counties. And likewise, the other counties probably only know the women in these large urban areas who are have been state officials, such as public um, elected officials. And maybe they may know an artist or they may know a writer uh, but in more, or a businesswoman or somebody who's president of a non, large nonprofit. But in most cases, we don't share, and we find the women are usually invisible because women like to do and take action and make things happen. And therefore, they usually are behind the scenes, and they are not the figurehead or the one with the title. In other words, if somebody's a president of a company, quite often it's the administrative assistants. Who does the work? Often are women who are doing so much of the work. Right. So, folks, we're talking about the the Women of Diversity's Nevada's Sesquicentennial Project. It's called Nevada's Women's Le- Nevada Women's Legacy: 150 Years of Excellence, and it's a year year long series of events celebrating ways in which Nevada women shaped the state's growth and development. And for starters, the inaugural event will be First Ladies First. This is an afternoon conversation among among the public with five of the former living first ladies of, of Nevada, and it's going to be on January 11th, 2014, from 3 to 5 p.m. at Caesars Palace. You can find out more information on nevadawomensvirtualcenter.org, and I just wanted to get that in one more time so that you can, you know, people definitely know about it. And then I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Marlene. And and before I do, I did want to say that um, we're celebrating Nevada's 150th. And I was I was talking on the phone yesterday with Marlene, and she actually mentioned that in September she had her 80th anniversary. So happy 80th birthday, Marlene! I was amazed to learn that you're 80 and, and you're doing so much. So happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we we are doing a lot of things behind the scenes again for this next year, not just events. We are videotaping people, and quite often that is in preparation for our final event, yet to be ter- determined where and when, but it will be around October 2014 when the 150th celebration actually ends and is the 150th year of statehood. So, But we do have some events that we will be planning as the year progresses. In, in the last month, we have videotaped leaders in the small towns of Searchlight, Laughlin, and Cal Navarre. That stands for 
the tip of Nevada, California, Arizona, and Nevada. And that's the little town there. So we have those persons we videotaped. And on January 25th, we will have a, a day, an afternoon, where these women will be there. We'll also have some other activities planned. And this will be at the Searchlight Community Center and Searchlight Museum. And the communities of these three towns where we videotape persons will be there uh, planning and or with an organized afternoon, everybody will be invited to that. So we hope to have that in some of the other communities where we're going to videotape, such as Pioche or Ely or Elkova, uh, and certainly in Prump we will have one. Fantastic. That sounds great. We've still got some time, so if you want to tell us anything else, um, anything that you've learned along the way or what you've taken from these amazing women of Nevada, I'll, I'll kind of let you... Oh. Oh, sure. I'd be glad to do that because every time I'm there to help with interviewing or actually doing the videotaping, I am just filled with awe at the the activities, the accomplishments, the things that people have, have that the women have done. For example, there's a casino in Searchlight, and we went to interview uh, her and the owner of the casino, and I thought, and just in passing, she started to talk about the fact that she had started a town hall uh, board. Oh, that was nice. Well, it was 43 years ago, and she has been chair of the town board for 43 years. That's fantastic. So anything that happened really was because she went and did it. She found people who wanted to do it. And, you know, in most cases, people are fairly lethargic or they're so busy with their own survival in this, these difficult economic times or their own interests or their own, maybe their children. They've got to shuttle children from this activity, that activity, that activity, that quite often they don't know what's happening in their community or what needs to be done or how to improve their community. And so uh, Verley is the woman who did it all, and now she just turned the town board over to um, the person in charge of the Jane, who is doing this January 25th uh, reception organization for us. So it just is so amazing. And the women here in Las Vegas who have ties throughout Nevada who are preserving some of the fossils, some of the... Uh, history of the Native Americans, some of the crafts of the Native Americans. I mean, these women are not just in one locale when they're in Las Vegas or or in Reno. They seem to reach reach out to different different counties and different places, so they're not just local. And yet we don't know them because they are not assembly women or state senators. And it's really amazing to think about there are these women who are keeping things going all over the state, and we don't think about them until somebody points it out. And then when we hear what they've done, our jaw drops open in disbelief, and we go, 43 years on the on the board, that's amazing. And that person has big shoes to fill. So so kudos to her for starting it and the other, the other gal for taking over. If I can make one last statement, and that is that Women of Diversity Productions and all the 
women's organizations that are working together as a steering committee for this Nevada Women's Legacy uh, Project uh, are not doing it in a vacuum. They are reaching out to the community, and the community is working cooperatively with us. They are giving us a space for us to videotape, and in many cases, it's the museum in the in the town or a library. And one of my dearest friends here who's going with me and traveling and helping to interview is a former librarian who knows so many of the librarians. And I think it's been very helpful. Denise Curtis is, is, is just a dream to be able to work with as a volunteer, and that also saves us money because it costs a lot to videotape a person, to travel a person, to edit the videos, and we, therefore we do need money. We appreciate anybody who wants to donate to our Nevada Women's Legacy 150 Years of Excellence. Thank you, Marlene. It has been so great talking with you. If you're out there and you're listening and you'd like to donate or you'd like to volunteer or you'd like to contact Marlene to be a part of it or to to honor someone that you know, an amazing woman that you know, please visit NevadaWomensVirtualCenter.org. That wraps up this hour of Nevada Magazine, the radio talk show. Happy holidays, everybody. Be safe out there. You're going to live in just one place. I'll take Nevada.